When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early, early break, full show ahead, Sean Callahan next segment, the mailbag at 645, also some news from Bruce Feldman on what he believes is the top three list as of right now for Nebraska's candidates for the head coaching job. How goes it over there? It's going good. Oh. Can I, can I tell you a sad thing about last night? I wish you would. Well, I guess I wish you would. I don't know why you want to start off with sadness. Well, it's it's sad to me it's it's good for f- sports fans though last night you know there's no foot no college football no nfl no. tuesdays are pretty dead i'm not watching baseball the royals suck i'm out of baseball congrats by the way to aaron judge home run number 60 though Jeez. for the yankees however he pumped number six with no football on and i don't care about baseball what do i what do i watch on a tuesday night oklahoma nebraska no i, I, I watched highlights of the nfl games from sunday and monday I watched. I made my wife watch the entire Dolphins highlights. There's a 15 minute montage in NFL.com. Yeah. So I made her watch that. Why is that sad? It's pretty pathetic. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's on for a reason. No, it wasn't on. Pathetic people like you. I went to YouTube to watch this. I intentionally sought it out myself. It wasn't like I didn't stumble upon it. Oh. I sought it out. Is the problem. Oh yeah, that's. This is me going to YouTube, finding Dolphins, Ravens highlights, and then Lions. Commander's highlights. Yeah, that's odd. That's why how I spent at least an hour last night. I still think you're okay on Thank that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. At least, at least yeah. I'm watching sports, right? Yeah. Because I'm watching some weird watching show. Watching your team. Yeah. yeah I, I watched. So you're okay with that? 
Oh, yeah, totally. I watched Nebraska-Oklahoma again. Why would you do that to yourself? Because uh, I miss stuff during the game sometimes. I, I was kind of – they were still in it at 28-7 to in the second quarter when they didn't get that first down. Um, they could have made it 28-14 to when they didn't – remember when uh, Anthony Grant yeah. fell short of that first down? On, on Oklahoma territory, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what was that yard line? Is it, is it inside the 20 or is that the 30? No, it was inside the – I'd say inside the – 40. Okay. And it's fourth and one or fourth and two? Um, it was a fourth and one. Fourth and one. Yep. And yeah, in his, you know, surprisingly, he didn't get it. He went, he, it looked like he slipped or, or lost his footing and fell well short of it. It wasn't close. Um, but, you know, it's 28 to seven. And if they can get in there, maybe the tenor of the game changes. This gets us right into Mickey, by the way. Mickey Joseph appeared before the media core. On uh, yesterday, yes, he did. And he, and he, a big part of it was him second guessing himself. On he thought he he said I should have slowed the game down, should have slowed the tempo on offense. What was our discussion before the game? Do you, do you recall the early break discussion before the Oklahoma game? Please, don't, please, you don't me. have to speed through things. Offense, Oklahoma can score. Easily, mm-hmm. so don't give them the ball so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, it's easier said than done to have long drives. You got to get the first down. Still, Oklahoma's defense was all over the field after that first possession by Nebraska and causing problems. So it's there's no guarantee you get these first downs. Right. But the concept of of huddling and and snapping the ball with five seconds to go on on the play clock. Nebraska doesn't really huddle. I know. Um, <laughs> but but guess what? But he, Mickey said had, that he yeah. did, he say, did that. say that. Yeah, he said, I sh- this is what he said. I should have slowed the ball down and huddled, like you said, and took some possession away from Oklahoma. Um, again, we're talking about Nebraska's 49-14 to loss. I didn't do that, and that's on me. Um, God, he was – gosh, he was very – oh, he was very frank about this. Um, he said it was too late when I thought about it. It was thirty-five to seven. Um, I should have made that decision on Thursday. That's why I said it's on me. This is Mickey talking. I made that mistake, and I can own it. Um, Again, Eric, Chinan- Eric Chinander would agree with you. I'm yeah, sure. Um, I'm sure Eric Chinander would agree with that sentiment. Too late. Um, now, I asked Mickey. I asked him, "Is this? Do you just chalk this up to being an inexperienced head coach?" He said, if that's what you want to say, probably so. That's what my mom said. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that discussion – I mean, I, I, I imagine – it sounds like the Josephs have some pretty frank discussions. Well – He is inexperienced, though, right? He is. He's an inexperienced first head coach. first time as a head coach. Right. No, it's not. Well, as, he, was as at, it, he, was at, he was at Langston University okay, well, in 2011 and 2012. Division went, one. Yeah, he went 13 and 7. Um. It's that's it, I guess you I guess you chalk that up to inexperience. Well, to defend Mickey, even though we said that on the show during the week, he had about eight million things going through his head, going from receivers that's coach right. to head coach. Right, that's part of being a head coach. And you and, have eight million. And your first you. game was against Oklahoma, which is no pancake. I you appreciate know. you showing him. Some it's grace. a very tough game. Now we can say that on our show because we, we we have no part of coaching the game. That's just my that was what I thought would be a good idea. You thought that going in? I said, yeah. I mean, Nebraska's got to find a way 
to extend these possessions and not have them go a minute 15 and punt or, or turnover or three and out. You know, like you said, 12 straight empty possessions. Even if you don't score on 12 straight empty possessions, can you at least take a few minutes off the clock, three, four, five minutes off the clock, and and punted or whatever? That didn't happen. They were so, we, we went through it on Monday. The, the, the time of the empty possessions was, was not good. The yardage was bad on it. Nebraska just did nothing uh, after that first drive that was they a had, great touchdown play. They had possessions in the first half where they punted. These possessions lasted 128, 1 minute 28 seconds, 308, 114, 118, and 204. Uh, so that yeah, they were they were getting off the field too fast. I think it got pretty heated on the sideline. Actually, I've heard that um, that, that there were people who wanted them to slow it down. Um, so yeah, now but Mickey's very frank about very frank about it, and I do I do think you should extend him some grace along those lines. I am. I did. I know you did. Calm down. Um, the, um, <laughs> yeah. Making sure you're aware. That yeah, I, I got grace for Mickey. Yeah, there. By the way, I don't. Did you did you listen to the press conference by any I, chance? I listened to the last half of it. That there was a there's a sentiment among some people that a laughable sentiment that the media core was more pointed with its questions for Mickey than it was for Frost. How do you feel about that? Accusation? I never even. It never crossed my mind during the press conference that we were being that, that that was the tenor of the press conference or the questions were more pointed. I didn't think it for one second. I don't know. I think the toxicity level is such that uh, I, in the fan base right now, I don't even know what to say sometimes. I, I'd be concerned about that if I were Trev Alberts. Um, the, the level of toxicity and anxiety right now, I don't even know where the hell that stuff comes from. Did you think that? That the questions were more pointed yesterday? Yeah, than they were for Frost? I I don't. Did it even occur to you? That didn't come to my, my head. No, I mean, because it's fantasy. I think there was a interesting, you know. I don't I, know if it's fantasy or, del, it's, the level of delusion is freaky to me sometimes. Like, well, I, I think one of the, the, the parts of the press conference people were, are pointing to is when, when Sam asked about comments made by Miles, Miles Farmer and, right. and Mickey said, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that was Mickey being more pointed right. towards he was, Sam. He was being pointed. Yeah. yeah. Boy, the whole thing's toxic right now. Yeah. Well, I didn't think that was toxic. I just think Joseph Mickey didn't know what what Miles Farmer had talked about. Um, I, and I think he was just asking Sam. And then that's a tough situation to put right. Sam in because he, he has, has to, to then recount something that was. What, what well, yeah, he said. has to recount something that Miles Farmer said on Saturday, and it was actually quite a bit that he said. So, what do you pick out? Yep. You know, I guess the 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 I, I, the takeaway or the lesson there is don't assume that the head coach knows everything that the players say, um, which I wouldn't expect him to necessarily. He said that I don't listen to all that stuff. Right. Like he said I don't, I don't listen to everything that's said. Right. I don't do that. Right. So, but again, that's that's the kind of that's an example of what fans will say is just getting that everything is a little bit toxic right now. Everybody's yeah. everybody's you think- on edge, as expected. When you have a you know everything's falling apart. Yeah, you're right. You you should be on this fan base should be on edge. Easy, Jake. Why would you? I mean, come on. Why would I not say that? Well, your head coach is gone because you're just f- fueling it. 
I'm not feeling, fostering that. I'm, I'm just saying it's reality. How is it not reality that when you've lost your You're head coach? you people that they should be on edge. That's very comforting. Well, I'm, <laughs> come on. What am I supposed to say? Everything's fine? Everything's going to be good? Well, it could be. New it could start. Be. And, and, and you have a new start right now. That's why the next eight games are very compelling for Nebraska. Can can Mickey and Bill, can they find something with this team? I was just struck by the by you yelling into your microphone that everybody should be on edge. I just say I don't know why that's a crazy thought. It's not. We've been on edge for five years, six years now, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's a fan base that just. I mean. No, you're right. Like you said, the bar. I just don't know if you should yell it in. The this. expectation bar has lowered and lowered and lowered, and now we just want to get back to a bowl game. So yeah, the picture. The so, picture. Yeah, we're on edge. The, the, it's an interesting picture that all of a sudden, you know, it's, it, it it did strike me yesterday that it was 103 degrees. It was terrible outside. It was. It's still in that part of the schedule where it's where it's hotter than hell. And you have Mickey Joseph as the head coach and Bill Bush as the defensive coordinator <laughs> and some guy named Joey Connors coaching the special teams I've never heard of. You wonder why people are on edge right, right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, no, you're right. That's I, a good again, point. I, it, it, it might be unappealing. I don't care. The, the whole situation is unappealing They've right blown out the head coach and the defensive right. coordinator. How is, that, how is that appealing to anybody? Well, it could be seen as appealing that you have. Well, if you want those guys gone, then sure. But it doesn't mean the season's going well. No. No, it means the season's going very poorly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not telling you guys to go freak out and, and act like a bunch of crazy, you know, idiots out it there. It sounded a bit like that. <laughs> I'm just pointing to the fact that I, I understand it. I uh-huh. get it. Why people are are barking at each other? Oh, because there's a lot of that. Everybody is on edge, and there's nothing that make can make you agree on anything. Not really. Like a even, win. Think a about win this. Would help. Even even if Mickey. And this staff were to okay, I'm just this is hypothetical. I don't expect this. Hypothetical. If they somehow mm-hmm. went six and two in these eight games, not gonna happen in my opinion. But somehow. Yeah. Even in that, it you'd have a lot of people think oh, it would, say, it would hey, get nasty. Mickey's the guy. No, nope, get Mickey. nasty. And some would say still nope, he nope. doesn't have experience. Right. That was just a, uh, he got lucky that that run. And you're not gonna have no, Unity. It'd get, it'd get nasty. Even in that situation nope. where they finish the season strong. I don't mind you raising that hypothetical. Right? No, that's a good that's hypothetical. That's a fair hypothetical. It is, and it'd, be, and, it'd, and it'd get really nasty. You're right. Um, Yeah, we're in a – I always say that we're in a fix. I don't – now, it, you know, it could be solved by the right coach coming in. Now, that's so lots on Trev's back. I was thinking about that this morning again. We can play this game. We we can play this little game on the radio where we shoot out our favorites for the job. <laughs> um, we don't have to go talk to them and hope that they were are receptive. Um, and it's not on our, you know, it's not our job to get this right. We can play this little game, do this little dance that we do, um, which we'll keep doing. But it's not on us. You know, all we all we do is yell. I mean, we right. well, we just can yell into the microphones that he got it right or he didn't get it right or we're not sure and the toxicity level is going to remain high and et cetera. Um, but Trev, Trev now is on the clock. Yeah. And right now the pressure doesn't on Trev, Trev doesn't feel all that significant because the clock it's a long clock. This is going until late November or maybe early December. 
And so it's not the urgency is not really attached to the conversation right now. It's still sort of a fun conversation because we have all these possibilities. You know, we're but at some point you got to you're in the store and you got to make a pick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Your, your wife is saying, all right, we got to get going. And this is fun. Hypothetical being, forever. No. It's for two months. more. Right. Right. This is sort of fun fantasizing about Urban Meyer and bark and bickering about Urban Meyer and then saying, OK, then who's number two? Oh, wouldn't it be fun to have Lance Leipold? Um, but, but, but this is just fun time for us. It's not fun time for Trev. I mean, you have to understand that there's some targets that may not want any part of this. Right. That's, that's a huge part of this. Right. And you don't know who the, and you don't know who the right guy is. You can formulate in your little brain who you think the right guy is, but you have no stake in it. I'm not hiring the coach. Right. I'm here to I do the same thing as my, in my little or brain. applaud the right. program. Just to talk about it right but this is where and trev happened to take over at a time when yeah we people are on edge now people have always you know after frank it was on edge it was on edge okay but not you know there hadn't been sustained losing when that happened no you had one seven and seven season before that right which was shocking after making the, the championship the previous year. Oh, by the way. Uh-huh. But wasn't sustained losing. 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. Uh, Mickey Joseph, why did he get rid of chins? Um, he explained that. I don't know if you have Is that the sound. the opening statement? Um, it's, I think it's, hold on. Hold on, I got it, it written it's down. It's right after the opening statement. Uh, no, it's not the opening statement. It's, it's, it's not, I'll just read what he said. How about that? Please do. Um, he, he said that the decision was, was not just a direct result of the performance against Oklahoma, um, but, but, but a reflection of his disappointment in the defense over the last four games. He says, Chins is a good man and a good coach. But the numbers didn't add up. This is Mickey Joseph talking. I didn't see us getting better. For four weeks, I didn't see us getting better from week one to week four. So I had to make the best decision for the kids because it's about the boys. I mean, you can't argue with him on that. They didn't get better. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, they didn't get better at all. I mean, Georgia Southern happened. And, yeah, 642 yards right. of offense, 45 points. Yeah, and Oklahoma really Oklahoma happened. could have put 700 yards on you. Oklahoma, watching that game again, they're pretty good. That guy, you know, Dylan Gabriel missed some passes that would have yes, put did. that game away earlier. He did. 
Yeah, he did. He missed some passes to some guys that were open. And it was over at halftime. It was still over at halftime. For a game, it could have been over right. earlier. Could have been a lot worse. Yep. Gabriel's a good quarterback. I, we, we were right on Gabriel. He's good, not great. He's good. I think I saw he at, at, against early, but he's like top five right now in the Heisman. Jeez, that's I don't. Which know. I don't think he'll be there at the end of the year. I, I, mean, he, I think he's fine. Again, he's a good. I, no, he's not a. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's good. Not, he does He's not the best player in the country. But he's not like what you have with Riley Lincoln Riley with <coughs> Mayfield Murray back to back, right? No, he's not like that. Those guys are difference makers, Heisman winners. Yeah, he's good. He's definitely good. I'm not. I don't want to act like I'm, I'm disparaging him. He's good, but man, he missed throws. Um, and he's a little limited, you know. Um, he's a little limited. He's not like Murray's lightning fast. Dylan Gabriel's not. No, he's not six four. He's five eleven. Um, I think you see that show up a little bit sometimes. Yeah, and the fact, like you said, he's, that he's not as fast or nearly as fast as Kyler Murray is why you, when you watch that touchdown run, you're just mortified. Say, what the hell are you well, doing? Well, I there? wonder after watching it again, I wonder if Mickey looked at that and said, well, he, we're not getting enough out, out of the defense. They're not. That, that, that was an effort. That was a horrible effort. Yeah, that was, you had, that was you an had, effort you had issue. Like five guys that could have made a tackle. Right, that was an effort issue. That's horrible effort. That's on tape. I mean, that's – That's a third down, too. Yeah, third and get seven. Off, get off the field. Third and seven, yeah. Um, um, from the text line, real quick. Can I read this real quick? Of course. <laughs> Someone says, this is uh, Dexter, unnamed. Lots of yelling this morning. Take a deep breath. It's Wednesday of the freaking bye week, guys. <sighs> no deep breaths right now. There's a coaching search going on. Nebraska's yeah. one and three. Let's see what else. Oh, A.J. Allen out. A.J. Allen out with a season-ending collarbone injury. Um. AJ Allen, boy, again watching that game last night. Is there any? Do you have thoughts in your head that I wonder if AJ Allen is now on even terms with Anthony Grant? I mean, I don't. It's. I'll tell you what. I thought AJ Allen looked better on Saturday than Anthony did. They're good. They're both really good. Man, they got two good running backs now. Now AJ Allen's out for the year, which is really hurts because he's fun to watch run the ball. Anthony is, too. I like Anthony Grant. So, the question is, you know, Gabe Irvin came in that game for Nebraska and had a couple. A couple. Well, he ran seven times for 60 yards. He looked great. He did look great. And again, that was when the, the game was out of hand also. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily have your starters in for Oklahoma, Boy, possibly. They got, they're, they're, he did look good, though. They're what I thought at running back. I mean, I thought – remember, I thought – I'm not patting myself on the back, but I thought they were good. Remember that? I thought that was their best position, and it is. Those guys are good. It's, that stinks. Smells. That AJ, sorry, that AJ Allen's out. I mean, well, and stinks. he it's heard it in the fourth stinks. quarter with the game over. And I'm not second guessing personnel decisions. I don't want to do that. I, I, it crossed no. my mind last night as I as it dawned on me that the game was well out of reach in the fourth quarter when he hurt his shoulder. I, is that anything to raise even? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I just I, say it this, crossed my mind. I, don't, I have no problem when you're when you're down. If, if you want your guys to get more ex- right, experience, playing right. time. He's a good freshman. Point. He's still yeah. a freshman. Yeah. yeah, good point. Still early in this. All right. All right. So I have no we problem can, with that. It's, un- right. it's unfortunate what happened, but you're trying to set a precedent of we finish football games here, right? We finish. We don't just let this get out of hand. We right. finish the game. Yeah, it would be unfair second-guessing. Uh, Brian Buschini. <laughs> How about Mickey? Mickey calling out his punter a little bit yesterday. Buschini. Suffered a sprained ankle making a tackle on a punt oh, return. Like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he said, Mickey said, Brian's fine. He had a sprained ankle, but he's going to be good. 
can't punt the ball in the middle of the field, <laughs> so you better make that tackle. There you go, Mickey. Yeah. Accountability, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Joey Connors, uh, we're skipping around a little bit. Joey Connors takes over special teams coach. Joey Connors is a graduate of UCF in 2017. He's a youngin. Um, but he worked, this is what you have to understand, he worked two years alongside Bush. I mean, he was Bush's lieutenant, so to speak. He was a GA last year, graduate assistant, that worked on field, worked on field with the specialists. So he's a young guy, but he, he this is a, this is, come on, I mean, at this point, everything's installed on special teams. They have to tweak, they have to tweak it game by game. Yep, yep depending on what the team the other team does but it's special teams you don't you don't have to usually make radical changes so bill has everything installed he'll still be somewhat a part of it but he won't be able to be a big part of it connor's is just going to have to step up and then you know the other assistant coaches that have coached special teams specific areas you know they'll probably have to be a little bit more mindful barrett rude uh brian applewhite Fisher, those type of guys. I think you keep a close eye on how that unit looks the rest of the season. Okay. Special teams. That's I, fair. I, they, they, they deserve to have a close eye on them for how it's been the, the past several years. And Mickey did say that on offense they will slow it down and that and that Mark Whipple is amenable to that. Well, to that. Now, Whipple's always been a tempo guy. That's the interesting thing. Whipple's always been a tempo guy. Um. So we'll see that. We'll actually we'll see, see see what that looks like too. We'll see if it actually if they do that. They say it. Will they do it? Right. That's what I'm saying. Whipple's always been a tempo guy. Everything's great. Let's get a call from Jason on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four six four five six eight five. Jason, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, morning, fellas. Um, I'm not going to be yelling because I yelled all weekend. And I'm still trying to get my voice back from the game. Okay, uh, Jason. Um. I am, though. Like I said, we, we've gone through so much stuff over the last 20 years. Like, it's only been a week, but I am getting nervous about the coach thing. I know they say we got a long runway, but, you know, I don't want to be in a Peter situ- Peterson situation where we're scrambling because our first pick didn't get, you know, our first pick got picked by another team. You know, and eventually, like I said, these coaches are going to start getting fired. And it's like, you know, Trev's doing his, you know, his research, but – it's like, I know they're saying we're waiting until this November, December date, but I, if you got your man, I mean, traditionally, an AD, when he does a firing, he's got a man. He, I mean, it's, and that's, that's who they're going after. And, you know, you hate, to, you hate to go the route of, hey, let them go with him. And if you got your man, go get him and get him started. You know, having him start recruiting for us. But, I, like I said, I, I just hope it doesn't turn into a Peterson situation where, you know, Trev doesn't get his first pick, doesn't get his second pick, and then and then he has to end up settling. So I said, I know it's only been a week or two, but I, like I said, I'm just real gun shy of the situation. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, end up getting getting whoever Trev wants. But like I said, I, I'm still throwing it out there, man. If if Trev's doing all this research and and he can't find the guy that marks all the boxes, man, you and Mickey, man, take it over, Trev. Just you guys, I mean, you've done all your research. You know who the coaches are out there. Build a staff and let's go with who we got. Because, like I said, if, if we can't get Urban or whoever your number one man is because we've waited too long and you've gotten picked by some other team, you know, it's, it's just going to get everybody all, you know, like, where are we going here? So, that's it, just, like I said, okay. my concern right now. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. Appreciate you that. Got, 
Thank you, Jason. Are you happy? You, you've worried the young man with your yelling. I, I don't think I'm to, at fault there. Now, Jason, here's the thing. <laughs> but sure. I'll take There's an back. element of this that we have to remember, and that is these coaches, a lot of the coaches, or maybe all of the coaches that Trev's looking at, are employed. Jason, they're not they're not going to play ball during the season. I mean, just take Matt Campbell, right? Matt, or or Lance Leipold, or Bill O'Brien at Alabama. They're in the midst of their seasons, especially when you're talking about these head coaches. I mean, they're Matt Campbell is he's not going to entertain a. I mean, he's not going to enter. He's not going to interview. Um, he's not. He's going to leave it probably in the hands of his agents completely, but he's not going to take the job, Jason, until his season's over. Or it's not, at least it's not going to be announced. He's not going to do that. It would be terrible. It would be a yeah. terrible look for yeah. Matt Campbell if it no. ever got out that he took the job Absolutely. during the season. Yeah, and that's why someone says there's a, there's a difference between waiting to <clears throat> hire and waiting to announce. Well, sure, but again, I, I don't think – I don't know. I mean, this is Jason. These guys are working. That's the bottom line. Now, how it all, how it all plays out behind the scenes, it's it's sort of anybody's guess, and it's not always the same. But the the fact is, these guys are working and are going to keep working. Is it? It's. I guess it's possible that Trev has some deal in place with somebody. It's um, possible. Yeah, Again, I, we don't. We have no idea. Right, and this what is he all has, this. What he has. And then, and then, and then it would make this all this conversation we're having. These are the three candidates. Bruce Feldman yep. says it makes it all folly. I know. What? Well, right. Exactly. That's why this is uncomfortable. Right. It, though That's these things are really people uncomfortable. People are on edge. But I would tell yes. you this: I would be floored if Trev has a guy in place right now. Floored that if he has some agreement, this some secretive agreement with a coach who who says, okay, I'm yours, just let me coach through my season. I would be floored by that. Yeah, I'm kind of the same, unless the coach is not coaching right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. If the coach is coaching, I'm with you. If the coach is not coaching right now, then. But if the coach is not coaching right now, why wouldn't you just go ahead and announce it? To give Mickey a chance, maybe? Yeah. That could be so you don't like upset the fans. So you never gave Mickey a fair chance. That could be. Could I mean, be it, you got to. You got to. Maybe that's why yeah. Urban Meyer poured cold water on that's the whole what, thing. <laughs> yeah, take right? that Urban doubters or out there. or Trev. I mean, well, okay. What are we talking about? A report from Pete Thamel on Sunday that said Trev's not in this, or excuse me, that Urban Meyer's not going to coach this year. Toward, to, totally poured cold water on Urban Meyer. Now, that could have been orchestrated. It, it seems like that's what a lot of people think. That's Yeah, that's why <clears throat> And people keep thinking, oh, these guys are, have, are pipe dreams with Urban Meyer to Nebraska. Hey, listen, it might not happen. We're but not doing that again today. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Yeah, well, We can. We could do it every day. It. It's fun. I'm not but, doing it. Um, we don't have to get into Urban today. Okay, let's get a quick call from Outdoors Kevin. Outdoors Kevin, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thank you. Uh, can we please just with talking about uh, Campbell and Leopold. They're an average coach in the Big 12. They wouldn't be – they'd be below average in Big 10. I mean, we want – we need a home – we need a big hit. We need someone that's going to – that knows the Big 10, that can recruit for the Big 10, and help us win. We don't need to be 
just go average. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Thanks, guys. It, it, it depends on who you can get right now, Outdoors. Kevin, how, how interested are people in the job outside of the, the names we've heard? Yeah, we should have. I mean, I wonder who Kevin has in mind that's a home run other than you're Urban Meyer. Ma- other about than Urban Meyer. Bill O'Brien, to me, is a home run. He does check the boxes. Okay. That's the one that always comes to mind for me other than Urban. I mean, I, obviously, I have a natural. You no, know, I mean, I'm biased towards Lance Leipold. I'm, there's no I, doubt. I, I love Lance. <clears throat> Lance is a great football coach, doing a phenomenal work. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely biased toward Lance. There, I have a bias that I need to just save publicly, of course. I've known him for 25 years. And I do think he'd be good here. Um, but I, you know what? It's not my deal. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, again, we just have fun with it. Well, I mean, we, I, now, if I wasn't having fun with it, I would. I think I might think differently. If it was my job, and my job is frankly on the line, and I'm going to be defined by this decision, but I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm, I well, if my if it wasn't Urban Meyer, I'm telling you, I would go O'Brien. That's what I'd think because of his experience in the Big Ten, what outdoors, what outdoors Kevin just said. He's a quarterback guy. you got to get a quarterback. I mean, you have to have a – you can't have you need, an okay quarterback. You need someone that can help with the trenches big time or at I least guess. get the guy. I mean, quarterback's one thing. No, quarterback get. is the thing. It's big. You know, it's huge, obviously. But Nebraska needs to have somebody that can help get the trenches reestablished. That, you know who that is, maybe. That just – you know who works inside out. Is Dave Aranda? Well, Dave Aranda would be great. I love Dave Aranda. Yeah, but Aranda I don't know work, if it's likely. I know that's the thing. If you got Dave Aranda, I'd be I'd be having a parade. Or just look for an inside out coach. I mean, that's yeah. Aranda works inside out. I mean, his lines are very strong. His line play on both sides is very strong. That, that's somebody when we talk about unity in the fan base. Again, it wouldn't be hundred percent, but I think you'd have a lot of people in support of Dave I do Aranda. Too. I do, too. Uh, One last call from Daryl. Daryl, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, morning, guys. Hi, Daryl. Hey, um, you guys yesterday, today, uh, talking about hiring, trying to unify the fan base, this, that, and the other. My approach is what are realistic expectations for the program? Say, you know, I'll just throw it out there, uh, five-year window. Should Nebraska be winning the West two to four times in a five-year window, maybe pulling off a Big Ten, Big Ten championship one or two times out of that five-year window? Look at it from the expectation standpoint and find a coach that fits that. Don't find a coach that says, hey, let's unify the fan base. Let's look at it. What are the expectations? What's Trev's? What's the fan base, you know? Approach it that way instead of just saying, "Oh, we need Urban Meyer, or we need this guy, or we need that guy." I don't know. Have you guys? What What's your expectations, or what you know, or what What are you guys hearing? What are your thoughts? That's where I'm at. Okay. Well, here's the problem. Thank you, Daryl. It's the is there gonna Daryl? Is there going to be a Big Ten West in five years? I mean, that's the that's the thing I I wonder automatically. So it's sort of hard to set expectations when you're not even sure what your conference is going to look like you, are we going to be in a, is Nebraska going to be in a pod 
you know, and are we going to talking about? Are we going to be talking about that? Are more teams coming to the Big Ten? We, right. we have no idea what it looks like. Five years, five years. I don't. Hey, Daryl, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jake. But in five years, I'll be surprised if it's the Big Ten East and the Big Ten oh, West. Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked. Yeah, come on, it'll be, it'll be some sort of pod, probably. Right. So, so, Daryl, I I appreciate the sentiment, but in a pragmatic sense. What I don't know how how you set expectations when you don't know what your conference is going to look like. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you there. I don't. You have no idea if the West was as, as it is now for ten more years. Then sure, you can have expectations, but we have no clue. We have no clue. Sean Callahan next. An early break in the ticket. <clears throat> Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.